0: this man. hello and welcome to number nine talk with me uh your host dom and john sinclair and ian pearson from uh newcastle pride and newcastle you know night is one let's just roll the intro That was a bit of fun. It was a bit cracked up there <laughs> for me. Uh, anyway, welcome, anyone, uh, everyone who's watching, and uh, welcome to my guests. How are you doing, guys?
1: I'm great. How are you doing today? Are you good?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm good. You, Ian? Not doing too badly. Lockdown yeah. day, 4050, you know, same as every other day.
0: <laughs> it's like Groundhog Day, isn't it? You know, let, let's get the Groundhog on the
2: show, you know. Um, yeah, you, just, should just be
3: privileged.
2: Yep. you should be privileged <laughs> that I'm out in my dressing gown for the first time in a week. <laughs> we're, all,
0: we're, all, we're all that bad at the minute. We just can't be bothered anymore, can we? Um, just just going to run this video for you, in just, just to This start isn't off. just about me.
3: It's not just about me.
2: Or me.
4: This is about you and me. This is about us. This is about everyone
2: we connect with. Everyone who makes our club. Everyone who makes our community. This is about celebrating what makes every one of us different.
1: Because that's what makes us united. United as one.
2: United as one.
1: United as one.
0: I don't know what's going on here, it's all a bit slow. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, Ian, just, just talking to you there, you know, we were just talking mm-hmm. about the, the Pride March in Newcastle this year. Um, do you want to give us your, your bits on that?
2: Yeah, so the video have just seen there uh, was made by Newcastle United when they launched uh, the United's One brand in April of 2019. Um, the 11 people are in that video, including the very good looking one in the middle, um, is uh, the 11 United as One Ambassadors from to showcase the variety of people who are associated with Newcastle United. You could say there was a mixture of players there. There was Jamal LaSalle, there was um, uh, Shola there, and there was uh, a mixture of staff and fans from across a wide spectrum of uh, of, of society. And um, it, it incorporates a lot of different diversity and inclusion initiatives uh, linked with the club, um, for example, it includes um, the Newcastle United Disabled Supporters Association. Uh, so they're under that umbrella. Uh, the women's football team and the investment that's been made in, in them has come out, of, come out of that as well. Uh, you've got things, community work like, um, I don't know if you know this, they say run a memory cafe for um, elderly fans who may be get, uh, diagnosed with dementia to help them you know to recall from the past so that it, it helps with their conditions and again that's that that's free um obviously that was prior to, to lockdown but they they would get speakers coming in like Bob monker and, and such like and, and helping them out. So um they've converted some boxes into sensory rooms for kids with autism people to enjoy the game without the the problem of um, the, the loud noises and such like, and they give them ear defenders if they want to sit in the crowd. So it's 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 a really good initiative. It's been going for a couple of years. And um, obviously it's it's come into focus recently because there's been quite a lot of discussion around uh, racism in football and homophobia in football. And uh, one of the uh, schemes that was set up just before United is one is the group that I co-founded and co-chair, which is, United with Pride, which is the LGBTQ plus inclusive fans group for for Newcastle United Football Club. Uh, So we've been going a couple of years. You saw a couple of photographs there, the type of work we do. So when you're talking about LGBT inclusion, there's a lot of visibility work that gets done. Uh, We also have um, social events where we can all meet up in a safe place where we know we're not going to suffer from any, any homophobic abuse. Um, we do things like the scarfs, like the one I'm wearing, because um, if there's visibility in the ground, it. I love the cap, by the way, very good. Um, if there's visibility in the ground, then it reduces the likelihood of um, people using the wrong language. Um, it's. I, I I don't know, John, if you if you come across um, some uh, uh, racist language much, but what I t- what we tend to find is is that. People, if they don't think gay people are sat around them, they'll maybe more likely to shout some things that are actually homophobic. Whereas if they're sat next to somebody with a um, a rainbow scarf on, they'll be less likely to. And I, I think it's a similar thing with racism. the, the when when you've got um, if you sat next to somebody who is black, you're less likely to be racist. So um, it's it's about getting um more people from a diverse background into the ground and um you know opening a casting eye up to make sure everybody feels they're part of that uh, crowd that part of that family
3: yeah
1: thing yeah. is as well i mean um i've been to football matches for well over 30 odd year and i have no problems at all whatsoever with people being i don't get names called i don't get people call us black this and black that sort of thing you know we're just all the same doesn't matter what color you are whether you're really black and white purple you are the same we all love football football for me it's number one sports in the world today right and look at the end of the day i wish you can do more podcasts like this i think it's brilliant
0: yeah yeah i, I completely agree with that john and i, I love the way you, you've just spoken out there that, that, that's wonderful to do um but I, I do feel that there's, there's, there's too much going on with other the fans. Like uh, Ian just said, that, you know, pe- people distance themselves. And if, if that person has been distanced, they'll get the most abuse because, you know, they can't do anything about it. So it's, it's a terrible state of affairs and, and I feel sorry for anyone who, who feels that way. And, and I feel sorry for the people who, who, who you know, get this abuse uh, totally. I think, I think it's just disgusting. Um, <clears throat> so to, to you, John, there, I, I mean, you know, over your time supporting, you know, just, just being in football, you know, there has been, sorry to bring this up again, but it, it, it has been a problem in, in sport, not just football, in, in sport, you know, the, the racism and, and the fact that um, nothing seems to be really done about it.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. This has been going on for years and years and years. When is this going to, going to stop? I mean, you get footballers as well and calling like names on the pitch as well. Uh, like, see, John Joe Shelby, for example. i going to come on to him when he called Saiz, uh, I think his name was. So racial name, and it took about months for it got found out, and he got like a some like a five game ban, six game ban, something like that. I mean, if anyone makes racial max on the pitch. For me personally, I've banned them for six months. There's no place for it at all whatsoever. You just can't have that. And it's been gone for, for years and no one ain't doing something about it, which is a shame because we're trying to root it out. We're trying to make sports for everybody and what's going to be done about it. You start to kick out racism sort of thing and it's still going on today. It was worse than that in the seventies, but it's just getting worse 40 years later. And I'm afraid it's just going to go on and on and on until someone puts a stop to it. Yeah, it, it, the thing that. is,
2: in, in, in terms of in stadium, it is it is a big improvement. Perhaps the um the the minority who do use these terms and and and. Uh, you know, racist or homophobic terms. Um, rather than doing it in a public place like a pub or a, or in a stadium, they now tend to do it online instead. So, you know, so we we tend to see most of the things that have been reported in the last two or three weeks have been sort of online uh, racist attacks towards Premier League players. Um, mm-hmm. So that, and obviously there's a there's a discussion around whether um, the social media platform should be doing a lot more to make people who post on their platforms accountable um, and making sure they have, um, they are identifiable. So if they're going to actually type something that you'd be arrested for in ground, um, then they can be um, found, you know, that those details can be passed over to the police and the police can nail them. Um, and I think that time, it's something we've been saying from day one. So um, my group, Unite with Pride, we're also on social media. We, get a, we have to handle a lot of online abuse and we always report it. We'll screenshot it. We'll send it to the club. Uh, we'll, we have regular meetings with the uh, Northumbria police. Um, we know the system, the reporting system is very robust, but very rarely do they get a prosecution because they'll get so far but at the end of it there'll be an anonymous troll that's managed to be clever enough to to evade um you know anybody finding who they really are so um yeah. something has to change there it's not that there's willing from the club so if you've been to the ground in the last 2 years you'll have seen the um the United has won posters and symbols and advertising, hoardings and on the TV. There's a text line number. Um, if you come across anything abusive, you can text in, you know, to say what you've seen and heard. You can do it for online abuse as well. The text system at Newcastle United is as good as any in the in the UK. Uh, and they get lots of reports and they do process them all. And then nothing gets done about it other than the reporting because the police can't find the individuals online quite often. So there's definitely an issue uh, around online abuse.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. I mean, look, we, we come on to, you know, <clears throat> the, the fact with the online abuse, you know, what, what we're all saying is you need to have some sort of, you know, a, an ident before you can have a, a, a social media um, accounts first be, be, before, because there's so many other accounts out there who, you know, people have two, three, four, five, five accounts. So they just keep on abusing the same person. And it, it, you know, we come back to, it. it's just disgusting. All right, Paul, just, just to bring you in. I, I did notice that, you know, you, you put up, uh, I'm here. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it's nice to see you in the New Goss, dressing room. You know, can, can you report anything from the dressing room?
4: Uh, absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's very quiet.
0: Not, not there.
4: Nothing at all. Very quiet.
0: <laughs> very quiet. Um, yeah, we're just, we're just on about, you know, the the different, uh, problems within not, not just football, but in sport, uh, you Mm. know, know, uh, racism, uh, and you know, what would be your, your whole, you know, take, take on the, on the whole matter?
4: Well, I, I I mean, I agree with what you said. I think, um, it's a wonderful thing what they're doing. Um, I've seen lots of stuff going on when I've been to the matches, um, you know promoting everything like that, and it's uh, it can only be a good thing. Um, personally, where I sit, I've never heard any racist or homophobic remarks. If I did, I'd probably say something because I can't stand for that kind of thing, to be honest. Um, you know, I mean, John uh, he's a good friend of mine, and if 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 I heard people speaking to John like that, then I'd you know, I'd back him up 100%. But I also agree that. It's very difficult for the police to get a hold of these people. Um, You know, when you sort of talk about online abuse, um, you know, it it annoys me because people know they can sit behind the keyboards and and get away with it the majority of the time. Um, I heard you just mention there, Dom, about, you know, social media companies need to to give some sort of ID um, before they can have an account um, so they know who these people are. Um, So the social media they'll have servers etc across the world big enough to hold all the information that they need um so there's no excuse for them not to i mean i wouldn't have a problem you know given my details to have a social media account uh, It wouldn't be a problem um but it would be a problem to these online trolls undoubtedly because they're they're too frightened to come forward and you know they wouldn't say it to people's faces half the time um so yeah i think everybody can do more about it including the social media companies but you know it's it's Again, it's like they say that the police have very limited resources to try and find these people. Yeah. Uh,
0: it, okay. it's, it's a bad thing to go through, really. I mean, yeah, you was going to say that, John?
1: No, I just said to um, Paul, well said.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It's, right, it's much right.
2: appreciated to hear, Paul, because um one thing that we find is people in stadiums do sometimes struggle to want to confront if yeah. if, they, if they did hear it, and mm-hmm. you said you'd confront it, no problem, and call it out, which is great. Not everybody do that. That's why there's a text line number because you can always just text, and then a the steward will deal with it for you without needing mm-hmm. to get involved. So if you're not confrontational uh, type of person, then then it's easy to do. And in stadium, of course, you've got things like CCTV. You've got the stewards there. They also and um, have other methods by which they catch people, and they do. And when they catch them in stadium, of course, yeah. they can prosecute them very quickly and easily. Um, like I say, online is so much different, and and yeah, we've had we've had this last week. You know, we've had Facebook um, uh, sort of uh, all be on the news and stuff, saying about you know we 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 deal with this many, we block this many accounts and millions and millions, which they do. Mm-hmm. What I struggle to understand is if I if I fancy um, a pint of brown ale this morning when I got up. I know that within five minutes of fancying that pint of brown ale, there'll be something on my Facebook as an advert advertising brown ale. Yeah, it's, um, it's so, amazing you know, how that happens. Yeah, it's it, it, it's it's quite scary in a way, mm. you know, that uh, we've got all these clever devices that know exactly what, what we want, who we are, what our preferences are, and yet social media companies can't easily um, track who's uh, who the trolls are online, um, you know, sort of throwing abuse out. And, I mean, we... Mm-hmm. We get um you know we get get that flag out of my stadium um we had a lot of abuse when the um takeover was about to happen, supposedly a lot of re- a lot of homophobic people got a lot of confidence, and we're talking u k based people sort of saying that we were all going to be hung at half time uh, or stoned as half time entertainment and things like that and uh, and other such um and things How,
4: I, I, I can't understand that i mean i really can't in this day and age stuff like that being said i mean it's it's not just about sort of homophobic or racist remarks i had it um i had it myself about five years ago um you know john knows very well that i, I suffer from parkinson's and um i got diagnosed about five years ago and i originally had um you know a youtube channel and everything like that and um you know i had over well over three thousand people follow me and things like that and um I started getting trolled saying, you know, things like, um, or oh, your kids will be embarrassed. You can't do anything with your kids anymore. They'll wish you were dead instead of just sitting there shaking all the time. And the the bottom line is I don't because I'm under good medication these days. You know, medication has changed so much in the last few years with regards to a lot of illnesses. Um, I don't sit and shake all day. Um You know, I'm under under good supervision at the hospital. I'm under good medication. But I let it get to me, and I eventually deleted everything, and I lost all my followers and everything. Um, You know, but since I wanted to come back, I've started watching more people again on YouTube, and and people like yourself, Ian, who do a lot for, you know, online abuse, uh, racism, homophobia, whatever it may be. But those people kind of inspired me to come back. Um, And, yeah, I've had it again since I've come back, but not half as much but I've made a lot of good friends through social media. So there is a good side to it as well, um, because, you know, I'm good friends with John now. I wouldn't have had that opportunity. You know, Dom, you know, I've spoke to you before. And, it. you know, I've got some very, very good friends. Our class is really good friends through the power of social media. Um, and I'm sure when all this, you know, horrible thing is with COVID is over, everyone can meet up and face to face and, you know, be that supportive group for everybody. But I just think it's fantastic work what you're doing, Ian, because it doesn't matter how much it goes on. I know you guys will never stop doing what you're doing. And I certainly won't stop doing what I'm doing because of any trolls. John won't, Dom won't, nobody will. You know, these people have to realise that they can't get to us anymore. You know, whether it be homophobia, racist remarks, or about people's illnesses, it, it, it will not work anymore. So. You know, I'm coming out fighting, and I, I truly believe what you say, Ian. And I, I'm 100% behind your cause.
2: It's good to hear, thanks, thanks very much for that, Paul. And just to point out that obviously, the club themselves, um, again, if if you receive any abuse that's linked into a disability, whether it be visible or invisible, then mm. um, you're quite entitled to um, send screenshots or, or recordings to the club's United's you know, one account, and they will do the best to identify any social media accounts that are linked Cast United um, right. and they'll work the police to do that if necessary. So like you said, the systems are in place. It's just, um, it, it, the, yeah. the platforms themselves need to mm. need to catch up with the, uh, yeah. the, the systems that sports put in and that the police have put yeah. in.
3: Yeah.
0: Brilliant guys. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll sit here, you know, proudest punch and say, I'm, I'm against racism. I'm against homophobia. I'm, I'm against anything that, that will harm any human being on this planet because you know we're all we're all on this this time i mean we are in in the whole universe we are just a tiny planet and there's so many different you know uh race so many different uh creeds there's so many but we all in the end of the day we all bleed red and uh-huh. that that is the the be all and end of it all
2: you bleed red. I thought you bled black and white, like the rest of uh, you. Yeah, How are you? That's yeah. <laughs> the revelation of the night. Dom, Dom's actually a Man United fan, or a local fan.
1: Uh, That's
4: yeah. coming out in the wash now, Dom.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. I've got a Man United fan coming on me chat on Wednesday, sort of thing. So, chatting back to Wednesday, see on Sunday's game. So, we talked to her about that. So, i want to get a lost of stick-off and say,
3: 'm <laughs> just gonna
0: pick up um alan shearers yeah. 50 um 10 pound a ticket uh to win his much one shirt for his 250 a goal is um captain and his his boots 10 pound a ticket please go into the alan shearer um foundation pick yourself up a ticket and it's all. I believe it's over a hundred thousand now. If anyone yeah, knows, yeah, so I believe it's over a hundred thousand. So that, that that's great for you know what he's trying to do. I mean, he's he said on an interview recently, it, it cost them about two hundred fifty thousand to uh, to run the, the 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 Alan Shearer Foundation and and to give this treatment away um, to anyone who needs it. So you know that that's massive. And if it's over 100, let, let's get it to 200,000, 250,000, please. Pick up your tickets and donate. Thank you very much. Um, coming on to, yes, should we go for, we'll, we'll go for the Chelsea on Monday. You know, what, what's your thoughts on that, John?
1: Um, it's going to be a very difficult game, I think, against the Chelsea side. And um, they're just getting back on form at this moment in time. And they won, what? Three games, four games, and drawn one, and we're going to go there and hopefully play the same formation: play a four-three-three three, or for me four-two-three-one. And I little to pause, tweet a dear, and um, according to Keith Downey from Sky, who thinks going to play a five-four-one again. And if if we play that formation, we're going to get absolutely slaughtered anyway. And we just if we played well for the last three games. Palace wasn't great, but. If it's a score, they give it a right goal. And, okay, you're going to get beat. But give it a right goal. Then, okay, I take it. But if you're going to go 5 for one and don't put on the shore and get beat, then Steve Bruce is going to get criticism. But I hope that um, we get something out of the game. But losing the three key players, Sheer Wilson and Mancredo, is a huge loss. Huge, huge loss. And my worry is, he's going to be playing up front. I hope dry girl starts the game. And if you place John linton we may as well play with ten men. But I'm glad Hendricks not playing tomorrow because it's a blessing in disguise. Got sent off um, last week, so it's going to be a very difficult game, whether how we want to call it. And like I said, if you go, give it a go. Get beat, I take it.
0: Yeah, I think what this, what has been said. I think I said on your show. I think it was something like we've we've had 19 points out of what was it 75. Yeah. And that 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 tells its its own tale there, you know. It's but we, we tend to get more them when Jose Mourinho. I mean, he's, he's a self confessed uh, mini magpies. I think he said. <laughs> Over to you, there, Ian.
2: Yeah. Um, so it's I've given up trying to predict because it's such a strange season. So where a home and away doesn't appear to matter. Anymore because people, it, uh, you know, you 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 watch this afternoon. West Brom have the worst home record in the Premier League, and Man United have the best away record in the Premier League. And you think being nailed on win for Man United, the form they've been in, and and they only get a draw and they could have got beat um, towards the end. So um, it is really hard to predict at the moment. And yeah. It's it's three one up at half time against Southampton. You'd have said with 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 everyone fit, you'd have fancied our chances going to Chelsea. Um, but then obviously with with the injury to Callum Wilson's huge. I mean, it's not just for his goals, for his assists as well. He's been involved in everything we've done going forwards this season. And once you take him out, it's it's tough. I think I think despite the lack of bodies in defence, I've got a feeling that if he chucks. Hayden in, in front front the back four and he has done it in the middle. I think they'll be they're the type of defenders who'll so be good when their backs are against the wall, which I think w- the will be for Chelsea. So I've got a feeling we're going to have a strong defensive day, but really struggle going forward. So it's it nil nil, one nil either way. But like I can say, I, I find it really tough to predict what's going to happen at the moment. So. Um. Yeah, that's that's where I am. I'm. I'm, I genuinely could be a win, loss, or a draw, but I don't think it'll be very high. Very high scoring.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, you know, like you just said there, you know, there's a lot to do with you know being no fans in the grounds at all, and they can play the part. I mean, they can lift you. They can also intimidate. You know, the the opposition as well. It's it it, without fans there. It's it's kind of an equal playing field really I mean you could play you know uh, Burton Arby against Manchester United you know it's without the fans there you know would, would Manchester United even bother to even try you know it's it's getting to that point Uh Paul over to you
4: Um well I said in my review video I'm going for a 2-1 Newcastle win um, providing he sends them out with the right kind of motivation and the right determination to get something from the game Uh I was furious when I saw the the, the report today about five at the back. I think we are so bad playing five at the back. Um it's it's statistically proven that we are so bad with five at the back. Um especially with the injuries. I I, I don't understand why he'd risk playing five at the back with obviously one of LaCell's or Fernandez has got to come back in. Um we know they're not fully fit yet. Um I've gone for a 4-3-3, a little bit different. Um, I think we should just stick to 4 at the back, uh, have two holding midfielders and Willock pushing on to help out Fraser, St Maximan and Almiron. Um, I'd like to see Almiron in the false 9, number 10 position still, because if you look at last week against Arlington, we started the match, we had that formation uh, because we had Wilson playing on the right side, Miggy through the middle and ASM through the on the left-hand side. So... Um, I don't think Chelsea are the team that they were by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I think they're sort of um, definitely trying to change now that Tuchel's come in. They're still rebuilding, if you like. Some of the players haven't fired on all cylinders yet in the Premier League. They're finding it a bit tough getting used to the pace of it. So I think, you know, and like you said, there's no sort of fans in the stadium. I think it's 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 time we went somewhere and actually for once not sit back, just go for it, you know. Um, Fulham are winning tonight. You know, we can't take the risk of not getting anything from these games. We've got to try. Um, and I believe if he plays the players in the right places and sends them out with the right motivation, we can hopefully get something.
0: Yeah. Just to say, welcome, Chipper. It's the first time you're on my stream, to my knowledge. Uh, welcome. Thank you for the comments. Um, yeah. We, we've had quite a, an up and down kind of season at the moment. I mean, you know, we've had uh, a a bounce of, what was it, 11 11 defeats somewhere or something like that? Or not one in 11. Um, But at one point it was kind of balanced. We we, we won five, drawn five, uh, lost five, drawn two. So it was kind of a balanced season up until then. So I I think it it all comes down to um, having the, the right kind of setup and the right kind of... Uh, mentality and even back stuff as well. I mean, we look at the uh an impact on what Graeme Jones has done as well. I, I think he has made a massive impact on the squad. I mean you, you you looked at you know the last few games it hasn't been Bruce that's been you know stood there barking orders it's been Graham Jones and Bruce all, all those Bruce has done is stood there and gone with his hands in his pockets and Flicking his tongue out of his lips, it's it's honestly it's frustrating, really, lads. And, and I, I don't know what you think on on the whole Bruce thing. I mean, you know, does he get a a, a terrible ride or does he, he deserve his his um his criticism? You know, there's got to be a happy medium in here somewhere, John.
1: Well, all I say is when J- Graham Jones come in, he's does all the shouting and. Well, that sort of thing, you know, and the players are listening to Graham Jones, not Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce is awfully happy that Graham Jones is running the show. And when we played against Palace, I'm pretty sure that Steve Bruce has told Jones to go in the stands, right? They'll have to tell him Came Dune. And then he was told to get back up again. I'll get people on Twitter saying that the only came Dune sort of thing, like to have a word with Bruce. And then he went straight back up. So, He's told, he must have told someone to, Graham, say, look, I wasn't the show. you keep my mouth shut, yeah? But I think this is just jealous because at the end of the day, don't get his nose out of a joint tent. It's all Graham Jones's work. Steve Bruce have never played a 4-3-1-2 or 4-3-3-3. Three, three, three. He hasn't done it. And at the end of the day, that's not down to Bruce, that's down to Jones. And I think... The two those two's going to clash soon. I can see that coming. I can see it both going to clash sooner rather than later if things goes. It's going to come to a heat. And I don't think it's going to be good. But yeah. I think Steve Bruce, for me, and I've always said this, I mean, for his own sake, and his own health, I think he needs to walk. But he won't walk because he don't want to lose out on his one and a half million pound comp. Or, you know what I mean? But one thing I will say, if I'm going to Paul and um, Ian, if there's fans in the stadium, and Bruce produces results like this, who not get away with it? He'd be gone. The fans will have him for breakfast, and he'll be gone.
2: Yeah, com- completely agree with. Him. I I agree with you on if the fans were in the stadium. I think he may have gone on the back of the the losses in a row we had. You know the the really bad run we went on um, because of the pressure of the crowd. That's quite possible. I mean, we know the crowd is generally a 12th man. you know. Um, we can tell that because you know of everybody's home form to no away form, and they do have an impact. Um, I am going to disagree with you on the Graham Jones thing. And the main evidence I've got is the Leeds match. So obviously in the Leeds match, in the first half, we were exactly like we'd been for the previous 10 games where we'd lost every game. Um, no confidence. Nobody wants to step up on the pitch, not closing people down, sitting back, letting them dictate. And then in the second half, we came out and we played really well, and we deserved a draw out of that game. And you looked at the players in the second half, and they were they were pressing high, they were doing the right things, they had their tails up, and um, they worked really hard off the ball. All of a sudden, to win it back, and that took, and that was before Graham Jones turned up. So the idea that uh, one one new face coming in made such a huge impact, I don't think is the case. Um, it, I, I obviously I go at the club as a as a volunteer. I know a lot of the staff at the club. Um, Steve Bruce within the walls of St James's Park is quite a popular man. He gets on with a lot of people. He goes to get on with a lot of people. I don't think he would unnecessarily create tension with a, a coach coming in. I think he probably had a a role in bringing Graham Jones in as a somebody who was a fellow. Uh, sort of local lad um, I think they'd want to work together they wouldn't want to work against each other I think Steve's quite a relaxed guy so you'll be happy to see Graham sort of contributing a lot um, so I, I don't buy into this theory that you know he's 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 not happy that Graham's doing a good job Um it's part, part of his job for him and things like that and taking the pressure off him I I I just don't buy into it. I think sometimes you get a snapshot of um, you know the dugout and stuff, and people read the body language. But it's like, well, what were they doing for the other 89 minutes, and what was the body language like then? You know, uh, but that's the bit that's easy to make a meme out of to suit the uh, sort of anti-Bruce rhetoric. Um, I'm not uh, pro-Bruce Lasery, so I think he should have been sacked on the runner results we had. Um, over the Christmas period, and in you? Yeah, particularly the performances in the cup, in the quarterfinals. Um, I thought it was exceptionally poor, and he's very lucky to be where he is. But um, I, I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't hold it against him personally, sort of thing. I, I, would, I don't, I don't buy into this—the uh, the amount of abuse he gets, and particularly when obviously we've been talking about online abuse and him talking about some of the death threats he gets on a regular basis, which which I already knew was the case with both the owner and the manager long before it became public knowledge during the week. So um, that's that's things that the club deals with on a regular basis. It's just not often the public find out about it.
1: Yeah, can I just say, can I say something as well, mate? I mean, you just mentioned online abuse. The one thing I do not agree with or won't accept is fans from social media Abusing managers such as Steve Beast. nowhere, no one, do not deserve that, no one, at all. And I will say that now.
0: Yeah, as, as I was, as I was just about to say that, and I, I completely agree with. you I mean, it, we, we, we we off the back of the Leeds uh, performance, we, we don't know whether Jones was there or not, totally honest. Uh, but at, at the same time, you know, that was kind of the springboard, I think, that second half at Leeds. That's kind of pushed us on to the next level, or on onto on the run we are on now. I mean, okay, we 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 won. It uh, was it before Crystal Palace.
2: Uh,
4: yeah, we won at Everton and then uh, lost the Palace. So didn't we?
2: Palace. Graham Jones uh, was. So we played Leeds on the Wednesday. Graham Jones arrived on the Friday, and yeah. we beat Everton on the Saturday.
0: Saturday, Yeah.
2: So, but like I say, there were signs in the Leeds game that we were actually capable of a performance yeah, like the Everton game without Graham Jones. Yeah. So uh, I didn't buy into the theory that he'd suddenly come in, uh, waved a magic wand, because actually, we'd shown signs in the previous game uh, against a, another decent team in Leeds.
0: So, so would you say the players finally woke up and said, you know, we've, we've got to be doing more here?
2: I, I think I think the idea that he's lost the dressing room is wrong because. Um, they work so hard against Leeds in that second half, they work so hard against Everton uh, and such. I think it's just confidence with a lot of them, you know, it's just being so used to being without the ball and sitting in formation and not pressing properly. Um, I, I think perhaps he hasn't lost the dressing room but at the same time he can't get them to do what he wants them to do all the time. And, I mean, at the end of the that is part of the job of, of a manager and if he hasn't managed to do that, then he you know, needs to be accountable for that. But, yeah. Um, I I I think uh, any manager has you know can only have so much influence over the team and their players, and those players themselves are the ones that seem to, be able to switch it on and switch it off at any given notice of being you know really good off the ball and doing the right things to suddenly just sitting back and just letting the opposition play through you. Yeah, uh, Paul. Um,
4: <laughs> I mean I've made my feelings quite clear on Steve Bruce. I, I I don't um I don't rate him as a manager at all. Um certainly in the Premier League. Um again, you know, if if these death threats have been happening, then it's 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 wrong, completely wrong. It's boring, it's it's um, you know, pathetic really. But um from a footballing point of view, I think um saying he's lost the dressing room, you know, I did think that at one stage. Um, but having seen the last few games, you know, I think there's players out there on that team that do need to take a good hard look at themselves, um, for the the way they've performed this season. Um, the likes of Shelby, who um is supposed to be a captain. For me, he's not. Uh no. nowhere near as nowhere near a captain. Um I, I do believe that um Graham Jones has come in and he has had an effect. I, I do think that you know he's obviously um Given Bruce some ideas, some different ideas um, to try. Uh, some have worked, um, some haven't. Uh, I think we'll see tomorrow night what kind of impact if we go five at the back, because um, Graham Jones was well known for playing five at the back um, at his time at Luton and when he was at Bournemouth. So um, it, it's it's hard to say. I just I don't I don't agree with the online abuse for Steve Bruce, but. On the flip side of that, I also don't believe he's good enough as a manager. Um, I think um, his press conference, when he's come out and, you know, had a little slide digs at the fans, I don't agree with that. He's, he's um, you know, for, for a guy who's trying to get the fans on board, he's going the wrong way about it by what he says in his press conferences. Um, I think he needs to be a lot more positive in his press conferences for when he's talking about being on the football pitch, uh, who we're going up against. Uh, he he praises the opposition all the time without bigging his own team up. Um, you know, we'll try and get something, we'll try here, we'll try there, you know, be a bit more positive, say we're going down there to get something, etc. Um, and you know, I can understand why all the fans get very, very frustrated. Um, the football has been abysmal until the last few games. Um, so you know, the whole coaching setup maybe has Um, is now looking at things a little bit differently, Um, i.e. how they play on the pitch, different formations, putting players in the right positions. If you look at the... Since we've picked up, it's because players are playing where they are normally playing, you know, in the right positions instead of square pegs in round holes, and suddenly we start performing. And I think that's had a massive impact on getting results, is the fact that we're not playing players out of position. Look at the likes of Miggy. He's excelled since he's been back in the number 10 role it just it's it's simple simple, simple football when you think about it. just play people where they're used to playing and where we signed them as players and then we'll be we'll be fine I'm sure of it
0: yeah of course uh, just just the the message there by Chippis. sorry um you know uh, uh, why is it still all way through a season to take nineteen months to click something isn't right at the club it, of course it isn't you know it, it takes nineteen months to actually get a team to start moving and to start playing. That, that, that's um, you, you touched on that just now there. Uh, it's, it has been a problem and I think it has been a problem for a long while. We we've not quite had the, you know, we, we've put, you know, square players at the round holes. you know, it, that that's, has been a problem for many years. And unfortunately, if, if we still got, um, Mike Ashley after all this. It's gonna be the same. So hopefully, you know, that big, big, big word there, takeover. That that's mm. all that can get sorted out. Unfortunately, I had to come on to the subject. So the takeover, here we go. Um, you know, we've been hearing a lot on social media, some of it bullshit, some of it, you know, some some educated. Um, you know, we've been seeing you know, a bit of movement, a bit of um more vocal on on the uh, media side as well saying so, you know we could hear something in two weeks we could hear something in three weeks you know start with you john there uh, you know what, what would be your your ideal i mean we're talking two three weeks we could be talking three months here really but w- where would be your your thoughts on it all um
1: well i'll try to avoid the takeover as well if i'm honestly yeah but listen I still think it'll happen. I still think it's happening in the background, right? But I'm glad it's been quiet because I don't want it to go over twelve or social medias like, you know, like circus, yeah? But at the end of the day, I think it'll happen. And I still think DeMarco, right, will take the Premier League to court. But then again, the Premier League do not want to go to court. Do you know what I mean? I think you're trying to avoid that and just say, okay, you know what? let's. Let's do it. Um, let's do things. We'd have to go to court, yet, yeah, You know, just do our settlement sort of thing, you know. I think it will happen because Ashley wants to start a club. to Saudi's sort of about a club, yeah. But the Premier League are just being absolute clowns and not accepted as still I just don't understand why they're the blame for it as well, you know. But eventually you get to it all over and uh North um, Saudis and Saudi's in Qatar are like that now, sort of thing, so what start watching their Games and Saudi's apparently. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. But if it's true, then it's good news, I think. So hopefully it'll come it'll come to buy. And I don't want um Ian to think. I don't want anyone to make of it as well. Do you agree with that, Ian? Or do you think differently or
2: it's difficult for me to comment on this one because I have an existing relationship with the uh with the current ownership and management. So um, I've got to be very careful what I say. <clears throat> no, 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 no. Uh, the, the, I'm limited with all, all I can say. What I can not say is that obviously the club is for sale still. Um, it has been for sale for a long time, which is a problem in itself because it's essentially, as we know, uh, a, a shell of a club, and organisation. When any business is for sale, the person who owns that business isn't going to put the heart and soul into it whilst it's for sale. They're going to make it as sellable as possible, but but they're not really going to have their heart into to growing it much more. Um, you know, they want to put m- minimum effort for maximum profit on the sale. Um, so that's the situation we're in. Um, the only things, other things I can comment on is if rumour starts to come around again about takeover coming from uh, Saudi Arabia, um, which does have a, a, an LGBT human rights record um, not to be proud of. Um, that doesn't give anyone online the excuse to then start chucking abuse around because we did experience that the first time around and we had to deal with a lot of it um th- that leads me on to the the only point i really can make about uh, unite with pride's position is regardless of whoever owns our club regardless of whoever manages our club regardless of whichever league and level of the game we play in even if we ended up down in league 1 playing the scum um we would still be here with the same consistent message that um uh, homophobia biphobia transphobia racism um <clears throat> disability discrimination has no place in the game uh it's the
1: james's well park Well said.
0: yeah well well said that in i mean I, well once i've gone I got to john there i was going to go to paul then you because I, there was there was something i was going to put there to you and you've actually answered it just there because i, I did notice that um you did put out a tweet and said you know uh, you know because of the saudi table you got a lot of abuse um from you know sects of, of fans or sects of of this and that so yeah what, what I, would, I would say is that that I, I would hope really because we we see the Saudis being just just the money men really it would be the Amanda Stavely it would be um the Rubens involved in there as well and, and I, would, I would hope and if if any of them had seen this Amanda or or oh, Jamie saw this. I would say to them, please just engage and, and keep keep uh, community Get put my teeth back in. Get the community together and and keep the community together
3: as well. Uh, that, I mean, United
2: be- with probably do have a position on this, and we had that position well prepared over over a period of time, working with the club, and we did a lot of work behind the scenes with the club. None of it became public because. It, it was always a hypothetical situation. It was like, if it happens, because it, it hasn't happened and it may still never happen. So, uh, therefore, you know, we, 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 like say, can't really comment on, on on much more regarding that until something concrete turns up. Uh, yeah. Whilst it's still all speculation, can it really do nothing about it? Just got to concentrate on what's in front of it and, uh, and you know, the, the things as they stand at the moment.
0: Well said, mate. Well said, well said.
2: Uh, Paul? Um, well, I think Ian's right with
4: the, the word concrete. Um, I'm sick of reading stuff online. You know, people saying, "Oh, somebody's airplanes here," and um, mm-hmm. you know, two people have met in the same place. That's a bit of a coincidence, and all of this, exactly. Uh, and it just it it does my head in. You know, saying, "Oh, there's a flight leaving from Saudi Arabia coming to Newcastle," and all this garbage. I'm, um, you know. I don't I don't want to hear anything about a takeover until it's actually concrete official you know um I've always said uh, I've laughed uh, you know with the guys on on my shows you know um Amanda Staveley standing in the middle of the pitch waving a bra, uh, black and white bra above her head you know just something daft like that it's just you know just to be you know, saying, Yes, I own the club kind of thing, and we're here now, and everything's gonna be great for you fans after everything you've been through and we're here to put things right. And I just want to see her with the Rubens in the middle of the pitch and saying we own the club now, everything's done and dusted. No none of this, you know, when it was first announced that it was the takeover was going through, uh, like Ian said, there was a lot of there was a lot of um hate towards certain groups, as Ian well knows, um, which you know, is is ridiculous because Ian's worked hard, you know, to, to, to get where his group are. And, you know, they have to have a say, you know, yes, we know about Saudi Arabia, we know about the human rights issues that go on over there. But like you said, Dom, they could just be the money men and actual run of the club would hopefully be down to, to Staveley and uh, the Rubens or whoever else they bring in to help run the club. Um, so Ian can continue his good work with his group. Uh everything can hopefully get go even further with them, you know, and, and, and they can actually help me in a lot more. Um so you know, we, we just have to wait and see. Um but that word concrete is is all I want. I just want a concrete announcement, something to happen um behind the scenes and then announce it to the fans rather than all this rubbish on social media, people putting rumors out um about two weeks, three months, six months or whatever it may be, I don't want to know. I just want the announcement and and that'll do me. Um, rather than sitting just reading through absolute rubbish on social media about airplanes and stuff, I'm not bothered. I just want to see an announcement.
0: But, but it, it's all good fun, just reading about fl- planes flying everywhere. It's it's like being on holiday. Isn't it?
2: <laughs> or, or I mean, a people put people on that spread recipe for a particular day on Twitter.
4: Yeah, I <laughs> mean, <laughs> you know, uh, Nick DeMarco given sort of uh, all these. Uh, I don't know um little sort of snippets of possibilities it's it's rubbish man he's you know he's not putting like you know the, the way he stacks his cans or the way he cuts his bread you know it's it, it's it's nothing to do with the takeover you know and, yeah. and there was something came out yesterday I think uh, John we spoke about it last night on on Peter's show that you know the, the, there was a, a thing about Nick deMarco and um Kevin Maguire um mm-hmm and people were were thinking, oh, it's the Newcastle takeover. Kevin Maguire is a Sunderland fan. It had nothing to do with Newcastle United. So it's just people are picking these things up and running with them when they need to know the true facts. Kevin Maguire was talking about the Sunderland takeover, which Nick DeMarco may well be involved in because he's involved in a lot of football clubs. So the fact of the matter is... Kevin Maguire is red and white through and through. It had nothing to do with Newcastle United, yet some people picked it
1: up, ran with it, and thought the takeover is happening. And it's it's ridiculous. It's just getting laughable now, do you know what I mean? But, oh, great, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, do you know what I mean? But, poor, I agree with you, man. Just, you know, just going to sign out, OK, get up one morning, it could be three, three weeks' time, three months' time, wake up and just say, breaking news, Newcastle is finally be tackling over. that sort little of thing, simple as that. But until then, Twitter can say what they want, how they want. I'm just gonna say, I'm not gonna say now, I'm just gonna laugh it off. I want it officially. I want to see a magnus, or the Rubens have their scarves over their heads, right? Saying winning their own ass at the club. It's as simple as that. Until then, there's still time, but just let us on this course, yeah? Just let them get on with it. Let Nick DeMarco do his thing. You get all right it, this, and then everyone's got to be happy. Then you can start celebrating. so then, I'm going to hate to say it, it's Ashley's Club.
4: I mean, putting hey. radar pictures on, the, on Twitter, you know, mm-hmm. aeroplane radar apps, you know, showing an aeroplane coming from Saudi Arabia, heading to Newcastle, and it's also, you know, people jumping on the bandwagon. Right there's got to be a reason for this. There's got to be a reason for that. And it's just like, there's no reason at all. You know, planes fly all over every single day. Uh, maybe it's not so much at the minute, but you know what I mean? The skies are always full of planes going in different directions. And, uh, you know, for me, it's just, it's it's crazy. It's, it gets crazily out of hand.
2: I've done coefficients it, of Amanda stay with a black and white bra, <laughs> uh, But she wouldn't do that, though, because surely Julia Smith's got to have already done that in Norwich. I mean... That's a you know, good point, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. The match, too, which <laughs> had a couple too many. You That's know?
4: a good point. Yeah, it's already been done. <laughs> been <laughs> done. I'm nice. just going to
2: throw my sponsors out for this
0: week, uh, for this month, should I say? Uh, NUFC Hotspot, makers of pinned badges for the tune. And also Boheed Bubble Hats, um, makers of hat socks as well. Newcastle Socks, Chelsea, Liverpool, whoever. It, it, what, what, what's your poison? So, yeah, just give them a shout out. Please look them up. And thank you very much. Uh, we come on to Mr. Mike Ashley.
2: I think that picture has just turned me straight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you'd be better gone pole dancing to the end of the day. That's <laughs> 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 oh, enough to give you
4: nightmares. As
0: it, it, it's, he it's, it's said, you know, he, he's a guy that you know. It's definitely looking to be out the club now. And we've got to get them out of the club now also. And the fans want them out of the club. And the stop is stagnating now. I mean, we're sitting 17th in the league. You've had uh, Fulham pick up points today. You've had West Brom pick up a point. You know, it, it's starting to become quite precarious. I mean, I, I don't know whether how many of you guys think... We we could be clawed quickly into that bottom three. John.
1: I tell you what, I think this is gonna go to the wire of this. I'm gonna say that. Listen, I want to be positive on Newcastle, so we're gonna stay up. Yeah. But if you look at the games we've got, we've got to play Burnley away, Brighton away, Fulham away. Right. Look at the last five fixtures we've got. Yeah, we gotta play Liverpool away, City at home. I away before that. At home, Ashley, we've got to play Sheffield United at home, funnable way. And I tell you what, I think we may have enough to, to stay up this season. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to go to the wire. But we're under pressure now because Fulham's won the night. Yeah. And what's the seven points behind us now? I think Fulham is going to, they've drawn too many games. And that is why we're still 17th at this moment in time. But I think. Another couple of games that tells us exactly where we're gonna go, but at this moment in time, we're under pressure and all like to start winning some games.
2: Yeah. Ian. Um, so a couple of things to say uh, around um the owner. Um uh, obviously the amount of negativity from from the fan base that goes to the owner is well documented. And all I want to remind everybody is is that there is stuff there. Who, who work very hard at that club and do a lot of amazing things that don't ever reach the press. You know, so it, there's there's this common misconception that um, everything that uh, Ashley does, he's trying to make money out of and all the rest of it. So, uh, as I mentioned before, the United Is One programme converted corporate boxes into autistic boxes um, uh, multi-sensory rooms you know that cost them a lot of money and um, they were going to sponsor pride last year because we were hosting uk pride they were going to spend money on that you know so uh they they do the memory cafe as well they they host so they, they do a huge amount of community work still and it's it's my, my concern is is that we're also so desperate for a different owner and Yes, we are because he wants to sell it, and he's wanted to sell it for a long time. There's two things with that. One, we know he doesn't sell anything cheap. You look at what the money we got for Sissoko and Munyaldum and Andy Carroll and all the rest of it. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't give anything away. So he's he's, never, he's always going to hold out for a good price. Uh, he doesn't want to own the club, so that would be a reason for changing manage, uh, owners. But when you get a new owner in, remember that. There are as many clubs that are, have fallen down one, two or three leagues and have become absolute shells of clubs because the next owner that came in was worse than the previous owner. And I know we all think Mike Ashley isn't a very good football owner, he said it himself, but he could, you could get rid of him and then there could be a Vengi come in. Or, or you know, Blackburn's former owners, Portsmouth's former owners, Leeds, when Rids still you know relegate them down. We've seen examples where new owners have come in as their new player thing. And you know, we are a Premier League club. Yes, we are get we're up and down yo-yo club at the moment. That's where we are. If you were to give we a ranked place now, we're probably at 15, 16, 17th is about where we are and we should be. Um I do I do think the club's moved forward a little bit in terms of um, squad, I would argue at the moment um, we are a Premier League squad with a Championship manager, whereas under Rafa we were a Championship squad with a Premier League manager. Um, an example of that is where when we would lose Rondon to injury, we only had Hossley and nobody else on the bench. Now we've lost um, what, Callum Wilson, but at least we've got three options, you know. And and Dwight Gale is a proven Championship striker and um, carol has been playing in the premier league for a long time and we spent a lot of money on Joelinton. linton that's all i'm going to say about it uh so you you, you could argue that was squad depth is better than it was two years ago and i don't think many people would 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 argue against that um so there has been some investment gone in so it's, it's maybe a minimum amount of expectation but there has been something in so, like I say, we've seen bigger car crash owners than Mike Ashley's been in the last 13 years. And, yes, we'd all love somebody to come in and wave a magic wand and just give her a fortune and have we're doing Champions League football. But the reality is football is a business. Most business people want to come in and make money and asset strip, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it's That's the reality.
0: Everybody, and I remember Lord Westwood as being owner. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I... It's people asking, oh, why do you still watch Newcastle United? Why do you still go at the games? Why do you still see the ticket holder? My first game was watching us be the dregs of the old second division, uh, getting beat at home off Millwall as a kid. Mm. So they were my first experiences, 1990. You know, when we were probably the low point in our history, you know, lowest just before Keegan came in. And that was that was a low point, what we've got at the moment is yes, we're not very good we're seventeenth in the Premier League, but we're ten points away from relegation and was- for me, we're still in a better position than we were when I first fell in love with the club, so I you know it's going to be tough to go a long way down there before I actually sort of complain to a to a level of hounding somebody out and giving them abuse and stuff for um for it's before i even think about abandoning my own team. <laughs>
4: Over to you there, Paul. Um, well, I, I agree with Ian on the, on the fact that you have to be careful who comes in next because if you look at Burnley, for example, they've just been taken over and then they find themselves £90 million in debt. Uh, for me, I want to know who, who what the hell went on with that takeover because how that got through, I do not know. I mean, that's that's going down to um, investigation. So, you know, there is that. And with regards to Mike Ashley, um, I think as supporters, we've done everything you know, we can towards Mike Ashley, you know, just, um, you know, that he's, we don't want him here anymore. We don't want him in charge of the club. But to be fair to Mike, on the other hand, you know, he has put the club up for sale and he's doing all he can to get the sale through. You know, um, I do believe he was working very hard to get the Saudi takeover done. Um, it hasn't been done yet. It may well get done, but at least he's, what more can he do? You know, apart from put the club up for sale, he's not going to, he's a businessman and he wouldn't have got where he was today if he was an easy, you know, an easy fella to, to, to buy things off. It it doesn't work like that. You know, he's a, he's a a fully fledged businessman. He's a hard nosed businessman who has made his money by being that kind of person. So he's not just going to sit and say, Oh, I'll take a couple of hundred million. He will take what he wants for that club and what he feels it's worth. Um, now is, is that the right thing to do in his eyes? Yes. but, He's trying to sell the club and, you know, we know it's up for sale. So what more can he do? You know, we just have to wait for people to come in and buy it. But we have to be careful of where we go next because if it's not the Saudis, then we have to be careful of who it's going to be because there's some – some really dodgy people out there who want to buy football clubs, who have no interest in football and just want their name put out there. Like the Venkies, for instance, at Blackburn, all they were bothered about was putting the name out there, um improving the other other businesses that they had. They weren't bothered about Blackburn Football Club in, in the slightest. Yeah. So we have to be careful on that. And uh, Wigan. Wigan Athletic, Wigan. exactly. There's Wigan. a lot of clubs, Yeah.
2: You know, and you've got the thing is we're all romantics. We all want another Jack Walker or a type character, uh, uh, um, Sir John Hall. You know, mm. a local hero who's got millions of pounds. It's just a waste on a on an asset and just to spend, spend, spend. And there, there, there's no football. Too much of a business. There's too much money in it now. Um, to not want to go into it to make money. And that's what most people do. And, uh, you know, that's that's always going to happen at the end of the day. Um, so the chances of us getting an owner in who's exactly who we would like to be is slim to none beyond this. So the aim is to have an owner who is more interested in running the club than our current one at the moment. And that will get us somewhere. But um, like I say, we've got to be very careful On just literally wanting rid of the owner, just have anybody in because, as you say, there are as many um, owners that are much worse at running a club than Mike Ashley than there are that are better.
4: I just hope that we don't sort of. I'm not bothered if the if if a new owner came in who was a a billion or trillionaire, whatever it may be. All I want is an owner who would have a bit of ambition for the club to move forward. You know, you know, not necessarily. Spending billions of pounds on players or whatever, just upgrading the whole thing. You know, the training ground, the, the the stadium, touching that up a little bit. You know, getting a proper team together that that wants to achieve things or try and win things. You know, it's not all about just spending billions of pounds and then just winning everything. You know, we I, I just want to see somebody come in who cares about the football club and who cares about the fans and wants to improve that side of things for everybody whether they be billionaires or just have enough money to run the club, I'm not bothered as long as it's somebody who has the heart and soul of the club in their head to do something about it and improve it. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's not all about the money for me. It's just having a team with a bit of ambition, you know, a, a, t, a, a, a an ownership that communicates with the the fans on a regular basis Everything like that, just a feel good factor around Newcastle. We haven't had that for so long. Just a nice feel good factor around the club that is working with the fans, working with all the different organisations, trying to move the club forwards. I
1: yeah. just have a team to just have a team to be proud with as well. It'd take about three mm-hmm. four years to build on sort of thing, build it up. I don't mean like you said, don't spend billions of pounds a year. Just like a like a five year project sort of thing, you know. And then after that, then move to, to next level you know what I mean. But yeah. all it is, right? It's just you know, just go there, start with a training facility, just um build a team, get a decent manager coming in, give us a football to be proud with, you know, it may take three, four, five years to get to Europe. So yeah, if it's a plan, I take it. Yep.
0: Yeah. I mean if if you look at you know the size of St. James's Park, I mean 55, 56,000 it's it's enough to to generate enough money as well and you know advertise and everything else you look at ashley and he takes out a lot of money out of that club i mean a lot of the money that he generates from the club is, is his money but at the same time shouldn't you shouldn't the club generate its own money so you can spend year on year on year i mean okay at the moment we've got no gate receipts we've got no you know nothing coming in on that side of things but if if you can build on on that support you know you don't have to spend your own money it's that that's the be on end of it you don't have to spend your own money all it is is just using what a club can generate and at the moment we weren't generating enough because you know you look at how ashley's trekked this club over 14 years it's not been good enough. We could have generated a hell of a lot more money. I mean, him sticking his Sports Direct bits and pieces all over the place, you know, that could have been advertising for someone else and generated a bit more cash. How much did he pay for the, the Sports Direct um, advertising? I think it was about a million and a half, two million, something like that. Eventually, after about 13 years, he never paid a penny for that 13 years of advertising his sports direct that's his proudest he owns the club so he can do that he can do whatever he likes but unfortunately it's not making money and it's if you want to make money from football you want to generate money from football you've you've literally you've, you can't be selfish and advertise just yourself because the club will not generate money or enough money what you want to do
2: with
0: it. Hmm. Am I right there?
2: From a finances' perspective, I guess it's it's simple because he inherited a club that was spending beyond its means. And when you spend beyond your means, you're gambling. So it's it is a gamble. You can you can invest and invest heavily and and, and gamble a bit, and that gamble might pay off and you might get the payout back. So it depends how 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 aggressive, you know, how, how much of a gambler you are. Or do you want to just spend, you know, a little bit to try and maintain where you are at the moment? And that's, I guess, kind of where we are, I suppose. I mean, he took a gamble, um, presumably in the funds for um, the three most expensive assignments we we'll have, which was Almoron, who seems to be, paying, be being paid off now, although initially we weren't so sure. Um, yeah. Off St. Maximum, who looks like he's going to be well worth the money, and mm-hmm. then you, but then you've got Joe Linton, who so far hasn't shown anything near the potential of £40 mil, forty million pound signing. I will point out we're not the only club that's gambled with that amount of money. You know, West Ham with uh, oh, what you call them, Hala, you know, mm-hmm. and and a few others. Pepe at Arsenal, you know, pay, overpaid for some of these players just to sit on the bench, you know. So, um, but at least it shows signs of willing. To put some investment in. Um so so a little bit of gambling here and there. But you're right, until we get an owner in who's got it as their priority, that 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 opportunity is always going to be limited.
0: Yeah. Anyway, guys, time's ticking on, unfortunately. Um John, give me your prediction for Monday. I know you said you didn't want to, play, but go on, you've got to give one.
1: Yeah, um, I'm gonna say to low Chelsea. But
0: as long as he's he's going to two 0 Yep. Oh God. Right. Okay. Ian, I'm going to go one one. One one. Paul. One one.
4: Two one. Newcastle. Howe? <laughs> Please. I,
0: I, I, I like I like your your positivity there. Paul. Yeah.
4: <laughs> We've got so to be. Say,
0: if you want to give your um, you know, your, your channel out if you wish and also your um uh, twitter page as well
1: Is that john or me Don't john. <laughs> yeah, john. <laughs> on, on twitter john underscore nufc42 on the youtube is john sinclair but also type in nufc and it'll come up
2: yeah ian um, United with Pride is on Twitter. You uh, handle UTD with Pride. It's on Facebook and it's on Instagram. We also have an email address. If anybody has any interest in making uh, St James's Park a more inclusive place and to stamp out homophobia, biphobia and transphobia in football, get in touch. Uh, half our committee are straight allies. You know, it's not just a space for LGBT fans. It is. Um, we. It's a safe environment for them. But it's also for anyone who has an interest in kicking out homophobia we've got our uh, agm coming up this week actually so um we've, we've got loads going on we do socials and stuff so if anybody wants to get involved with a, an official um official fans group then then feel free it doesn't cost anything to join with
0: yeah
4: paul uh it's the tune review on uh, youtube i think i'm about 10 away from a thousand now subscribers so um if you haven't already please do help me get over the line it's been a long slog um and i'm um, at the tune review on twitter as well um you know i'll definitely be interested in doing something like that and helping out if in any way i can um obviously i've i've been through the abuse myself i know what it's like so to help something like your cause would would mean a lot to me actually so uh i'll, I'll probably get in touch through twitter
2: Please do. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah always, brilliant. always happy to have more in the in the in the family. So that'd be great. We'd appreciate yeah, it. You saw my done. wife recently as well. In she, she wants a scarf, doesn't she? She wants a bespoke scarf. So uh, I'm trying to work out a way to do it. But um, obviously we. We still have some of these scarves to sale as well. And um, Well, currently it's Football V Homophobia Month and LGBT History Month. So we're currently doing a series of um, scarf army supporters uh, on Twitter and uh, Facebook every day.
1: Awesome. Brilliant. Awesome.
2: Thanks, guys.
0: Thanks for coming on. I mean, one year's late notice as well. <laughs> Thanks, John.
1: <laughs> Thanks very much indeed. Have a on and I'll definitely be back again, man.
4: Yeah, no Thank
3: problem,
0: you much. Mate. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks a lot, though. Thank
3: you. Appreciate Cheers, it. Guys. See, normally at this point, I, I go completely whacking. You can't hear me. I don't know whether you still can. Um, so, well, there is. is you hear me? Yeah. Oh, I think you can hear me now. Well, there is. um. Oh, uh, where are we? Sorry. It's been the first one for a while. Man. I want to bring this up again, just for the last time, because it's Steve Bruce. You can't get any better than that, really. So, less time, lot more, it's coming out. Um, anyone else worried about this one here? You know, he's has eight weeks, we've been told, so. Not good, not great. Is this one to replace him? I very much doubt it, Mr. Jolene, but, you know, we've become a bit more attacking now, so. Could he push now on attacking team? We get the I uh, Just another shower to my spots. this we got this month search should I say. Uh, and you'll see hotspot make your page bad. Just and this, if you want to give a look at their framed uh, shirt as well, oh, which they put up and a framed Rafa Benitez picture as well, which was awesome i did mention on my uh, twitter feed it was absolutely brilliant and i might buy one myself. Uh, and also boy blacks i uh, uh, make this off right there i'm going to for some reason i don't know did that come up there we go. yeah the boy, bottle hats. sorry I'm, just, you know, I'm having a few technical difficulties tonight so bear with me uh boy bottle hats because of bubble hats, they've had some new bubble hats and socks in from their suppliers, but they went with them and they want to make sure they're all top-notch for you. So uh, give them a look. We'll see, awesome company, very fast delivery as well. Uh, just to run, the fact it's the price draw for Mr. Shearer. Please come up there again. Uh, Alan share Sherry's match-worn boots uh, as a prize draw. Uh, to have a ticket, uh, which is for the, uh, the foundation. And it costs them $250,000 just, just to keep going and just to keep giving away. Instead of people paying for their care yeah, for disabilities and whatever else costing yeah, two hundred fifty thousand a year just to give the away to us for So, yeah uh, that's over 100 hundred thousand now as far as i know uh just to bring up the picture again for there we go mr allen that he's uh, much more short so as well as uh, much warm boots uh so what i would do this isn't just about me. It's not just about me. Only. me.
4: This is about you and me.
3: This
0: is about us.
4: This is about everyone we connect with.
2: Everyone who makes our club. Everyone who makes our community. This is about celebrating what makes every one of us different.
1: Because that's what makes us united. United as one.
2: United as one
1: united as one
3: yep so that is that Uh, uh But guys, please get back to these these issues as well. Um racism, um, homophobia. We can't help be having this at all. And I I don't it So just to say goodnight everyone, or you're all happy um being safe and uh goodnight.